everyone, welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. After a little hiatus, this is a problem these days with these super professional setups and things like that. The, uh, we can't get the staff, unfortunately. The three presenters mm-hmm. obviously are uh, professional to the end and doing our jobs properly, but these damn editors and their bloody issues, there's nothing you can do about it. So we're back after a week off, but good to be here. Boys, how you doing? Adam, Benny, enjoying the heat, I take it. Fuck this world and our proximity <laughs> to the sun. Is all I can say. Agreed. It's fucking horrendous. <laughs> it's um, so nice to work in an air-conditioned office with really big, powerful fans that blow down the cool air at me. It's really nice. Although today I did a lot of like moving cars around, and the cars are very baked in the heat. And one of them was we've got one car on the site which is full leather, and that one was hell. I feel like I was had a little swimming pool in my trousers at the end of that. <laughs> Not a good time at all. Yeah, I, I'm. Due to home working and depression eating, I'm quite the portly gentleman now, uh, which links to a bit of a discussion point later. But I, I am literally basting in my own juices the past few days. It, it's been horrendous. Like my dog has been better off than me, and he's <laughs> covered in fur. It's it's, it's disgraceful. <laughs> I blame Brexiteers. We never had heat like this when we were in the EU. And in fact, we're not in the EU now. We're getting all this heat. It's true. <laughs> I think Europe's sending yeah. it over to us as a punishment. I think it is. You know, the fact we're like as hot, if not hotter, than uh, Spain and Italy and other Mediterranean countries, of which there are several. And we're not designed for it. None of our buildings are designed for it. Not even offices with all the aircon. They're still like really stuffy buildings, or they've got the heating on anyway. It's true, true. We're just we're not designed for it as a nation. Apart from uh, I, I, the ingrained moaning about it, which is glorious. <laughs> no, I, I joke about like where I work, like having like really nice air conditioning, but like on a like say a not boiling hot day like today, where I wouldn't have it on, it's horrible because. I don't know what it is about it. It might be like a, the proximity to the sea, or I don't know what, but it it makes my mouth really dry, and I feel like I constantly have to be drinking, which isn't like it's not useful when you've got like customers in front of you wanting to drop like twenty grand on a car or something when you're just constantly running to the water machine to to get your fix. You know what you need? You need an executive camel pack. <laughs> I was I, I I was thinking an executive foam dome. <laughs> That would that would be glorious. Like the same material like your suit jacket or your trousers are made out of on the top <laughs> with two like chrome effects, like executive toy style chrome <laughs> cans on the side. Oh my god. There's a whole market in it. It's like a few years ago when Next started doing executive shorts for men in offices and they were basically like very high shorts but they were just like made out of trouser material. And all the models were there with like their proper full like full-length shirts on. Cause it would look ridiculous if you had a short sleeve shirt and tie. One guy even had a jacket. <laughs> it's like, why? If you're walking around in shorts like a schoolboy. But when I first start when I first started there back in May, I um I went to work with my like suit jacket on, thinking that was the way to go. I just got laughed at. I was like, what the hell are you wearing that for? Do you not know how hot, hot you're going to get? So uh, that was the first and only day I wore that to work. Now it's uh, 
Now it's just shirt and trousers day. It was so hot today that I had to roll my sleeves up. That's how that's how real it got. Oh. And the people at work discovered it for the first time that I have tattoos on my arms. Oh, oh yeah, roll up your like highly racist tattoos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm homeless. I'm homeless now. Highly racist tattoos, by the way. Yeah, that's purely <laughs> satirical. Really yeah. Well, I've got I've got a Japanese writing tattoo, and there's not like. 100% sure what that is on it. You know, I've got an idea, but it could be like something racist. Could be like, like what, I don't know what a racist Japanese. Yeah, I don't know what a Japanese would say, like, that is racist. Does it say gaijin? Is that it? Because I'm a white boy? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just identifying myself. I do, with the, with the heat, I was always thinking, because I'm sure you gents will appreciate this, and this is something that doesn't get spoken about much in the, in the man community. But why do we get that weird puddle of water that kind of catches around our gooch? What is that about? I feel like there's just a oh. pool of water down there that's like collected for some reason. And I was well, thinking, this... yeah, I, I proper felt that when I moved that full liver car earlier. Like, I, I felt it scratching yeah, yeah, around. Yeah. It's horrible. No, yeah, I, I get it. When I'm when I'm driving home from work before the aircon kicks in in my car, I'm just thinking, man, mate, round there for some reason there's like a, a mini pool of water, and I don't know why it gathers yeah. there. I wonder if I don't know if Maybe. girls get that or not. Maybe it's an evolutionary thing, like it's something to dip the boys in, you know, to help help them cool off. But it's warm water. <laughs> I, thought you were gonna say, I, I thought you were going to say it's something to keep predators away. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly it fucking no, keeps that's women. You cover your balls in mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that pool of water would keep any potential women suitors away. Jesus. They'd be yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my God, it stinks. Get away from me. You filthy man. <laughs> Hold sp- I locked Blossom in before she discovered that, so, you know, don't, she better not hear this episode. She might, uh, <laughs> stri- might decide to leave me and take Freya away. Hey, that is you should uh, go for a paddle in your pool then, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a pickup line on. Adam, when you're next going on Tinder, that has to be one of your opening gambits. <laughs> do, you come swim- do you want to come for a swim in my personal pool? <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> On, on, on a on a related note, um, no one will hear it because Adam ruined the recording last week. Oh, sorry, the editing team ruined the recording last week. I but um, we talked about we talked about taking the uh, the children swimming and everything. Um, Blossom and I bought a paddling pool uh, quite a while ago, and we put Freya in it for the first time, and she didn't scream the house down. So I call that a success. Excellent. She actually seemed oh, to quite enjoy it. She was splashing a little bit and. Yeah, having a good time in there. I can't wait to actually like throw her headfirst into an adult-sized pool. <laughs> yeah, just hold her by one I... ankle and just drop her in. <laughs> <laughs> I've managed to re- I've managed to resist the urge uh, to get all of the pools out because we we've got a three-tier pool system uh, here <laughs> here at the Clark household, uh, which now I only have the kids like half the time. Uh, I I very rarely get up to tier three. So we've we've got tier one is uh, Daisy's old like splash mat that uh, it's got like a tiny little like half an inch of pool, but it's also got like a squirter coming out of it. So you attach your hose, you leave it on, and it squirts water out, and you can like splash in it, get covered in water, and then run away. The next one is one of those firm sided pools that you don't have to inflate, but only goes up to about ankle high. That's tier two. That's where we're at at the moment. But if the kids were here, we would have been at tier three, which is the full, I need to get like a battery operated pump out to pump it up 
six, seven foot long pool that I can fit in so we can all just sit on the lawn and just sit in this pool of water and take turns to cool down. But thankfully, we're not at tier three yet because I can just eat ice cream and like lie on a cold floor somewhere <laughs> in the house. Uh, we don't have to cool the kids down. But if the weather keeps like this, with summer holidays coming up, like now, we may go to tier three. <laughs> Adam, as a man who lives on his own, if I was in your position, I would have that pool out on my own in my living room and just lounge in it, like, like uh, you know, like Homer in the garden. I'd just be like that, but yeah. in my living room because I wouldn't care. I'm like, there's no one here. I'm just going to sit here, book naked in this pool, and then bleach it afterwards. I obviously, about, I worry about <laughs> dropping the controllers from the PlayStation in there because they're expensive <laughs> to replace them. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> You yeah. need some kind of tray or something. Put them in a sandwich bag. Oh, yeah, put in a put sandwich, in a sandwich bag. bag. Yeah, that's God, a point. Yeah. Or put your entire upper half of your body in a sandwich bag, but leave the yeah. lower half so you can drench the boys in an actual nice cool pool, not your own dirty warm pool. <laughs> and then you'd, yeah. be, uh, then you'd be away then. You'd be fine. Just need a washing up bowl just to sit in. <laughs> like, just occasionally just splash water around the crotch <laughs> just to keep it circulated. It cooled me right down. Now, luckily, because of the type of house we live in, and we're not really overlooked by any similarly heighted properties, because there's all bungalows around us, uh, and this is a three-storey townhouse, and up one floor, so the middle floor, is my living room, and it's got nice, big, open double doors on a Juliet balcony. So I've literally wedged every other door in the house open and opened up all the windows, even the back door's open, so the slightest hint of wind just comes through the house, and it's amazing. Oh, it's, it's really cool in here at the moment. It's like 15, 16 degrees, maybe, compared to the outside. So I'm, I'm loving it inside. It's when I have to go outside that there's a problem. This might be, this might be a thought that only uh, Dan can understand, but... When Adam mentioned a three-tier pool system, I immediately thought of the triple cage from WCW <laughs> in the swimming pool version. But I guess you have to work your way down. You start off in the tiny pool and you work your way down you the pool to the actual swimming pool. Yeah, yeah but the, the longer the heat goes on, the more severe the rating, basically. Yeah, <laughs> you just drop out of one pool into the next one. Yeah, yeah, essentially. You just yeah, roll <laughs> just over into the next the one. Yeah. <laughs> like a whale or a seal. Speaking of um speaking of things being wet, I discovered obviously Adam I Oh yeah, seriously, there's a link here, get this. Speaking of things being wet, Adam, you must be aware of Kids Bop Kids. The Oh yeah. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I love Kids Bop. It's I, great. Benny, are you aware of this yet? I heard the name and I know it's it's basically like Kids singing popular songs. Yeah, right? and they changed the lyrics. Adam, did you know there's a yeah. Kids Bop Kids WAP version? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so Georgia has an Alexa in her room so she can listen to music, obviously. And every night when she goes to bed, she has Alexa on for 20 minutes and she'll, she always plays Kid Bop Kids. As I'm walking down the stairs on, I don't know, Friday night, whatever night it was, I hear the beat to WAP. And I, it stopped me in my tracks. I literally stopped <laughs> and was thinking... There's no way. There's no way this is on there. So I go back upstairs and I said, what's this? And she said, oh, I'm not sure. It's just one of the Kids Bop Kids songs. So I go over to it, listen to it. Mate, I've got the lyrics here. 
because because they're absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I, I want you to read the lyrics in like a very stern Jeremy Paxman style. Oh, well, I, was, I was hoping you were going to say like <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion. I was going to say, all right, I'll do it like that. I mean, you can do that as well. <laughs> no. I, I, I'd you can put an accent on if you want, but we'll get cancelled. I'd rather be an- angry at the benefits from Jeremy Kyle. Uh, <laughs> attitude, please. Okay. Sitting on the stair, Jeremy <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. So I'm not reading this as Megan Thee Stallion. I'm reading it as Jeremy the Kyle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's some doors in this house. 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 I said certified beat seven days a week. Water bottle make that pull out game weak. How did they get that through there? Yeah, what? yeah. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, stop! Stop! One minute. Sorry. Yeah. As as a former as a former pull out king, I find this very uh, very distasteful. <laughs> A formal pull-out game. Dude, at that point, wild horses couldn't drag me away or out of there. Like, when that's happening, that's it. Sorry. Either we're both going to die or we're both going to have a kid at that point. Sorry. <laughs> I've upset Blossom. She's just glaring at me. Then you had that strong pull-out game. All right. Uh, yeah, you're drinking up some water bottles. Bring a bucket and a mop for that water bottle because it fell right on the floor. Look at water bottles. <laughs> If you hurt me, I'll press a charge. Extra large, but I ain't hard. What? Put this bottle right in your face. On your nose like a water bottle. Drink that what? Spelt W-A-T. I want some water. I need that water. You want that water. We need that what? Look in my eyes. The bottle's got drip. Come with a dime. Dude, like, these lyrics really aren't that kids bop friendly, I don't think. (laughs) Drink this bottle like I'm surprised. That's water. I wear a disguise. I want you to. I want. I want to you to give me all of that water. I know that you've got a like whipped cream. I'm a scream out in public. It's a scene. I don't cook. I don't clean. Well, clearly not because you're kids. But let me tell you, I got this bling. I can, all right. The fucking next hollow it. The swallow it. is completely off that kids bot. Yeah. This is. I mean. This is. I mean. This should be teenage bot because they're kind of getting to that point. Hollow it. Swallow it. Drip down the side of it. It's a water bottle, and I know you're really wanting it. I tell them where to put it, never tell them where I'm about, where I'm about to sit. I'm a drink water before you ever talk, it's lit. Talk your talk, but bite your lip. Ask for a car if the bottle don't drip. No, you ain't never going to eat for a thang. Always fresher, you know where it came from. Now get your boots and your coat for this water bottle. They got new phones for pictures of this water bottle. Paid my tuition just so you could see this water tuition. So make it rain if you want to see some water bottle. Nearly there. Look, I need good water. Real good water. Water from the sink and not the stinky poo water. Water from the prom dress, not from the shoe water. If the water is trash, I'm a spit in your face water. Jesus. They got some water when that's where I'm heading. Water like one, not from the ten. I let them taste it. I told them don't sweat it. They really liked it. They said, kids bop, yo, there's nothing better. I don't want to drink, I want to gulp, but if I gag, you can't say gag anymore, or if I choke, I want you to grab onto my waist and quickly just suddenly poke. You can't say that. I know. You know I'm a thirsty kid. Drink the water quick. Put me on my knees because it knows I want to sit. Jesus. Grateful for the water because it always makes me stronger. Never lost a fight after drinking yet because of it. In the food chain, I drink the water. If I drink the water, I'm a lot stronger. No West stand for no spilling. Gonna have to clean up if you do indeed spill in it. If they can't gulp, they got a dwank. Can't hurt my feelings if you do dwank. 
fucking from water. The last clues is it. When they gulp it down, I must spell my name. Wait, okay, last couple lines. Yeah, you're playing with some water bottles. Bring a bucket and a mop for spilled water bottle. That one's okay. Give me anything you got for this water bottle. Let's go. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some water bottle. Now bring a bucket and a mop. That's some water bottle. I'm talking what, what, what. That's some water bottle. Macaroni in a pot. That's some water bottle. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there we go, ladies and gents. Some of those don't fly. Well, I'm sorry. Of course the house has doors. <laughs> <laughs> There's some doors in this house. Okay, what's that got to do with water? <laughs> do you know what? There are some also, words. Also, if you use if you use bottled if you use bottled water to cook your macaroni, you're really wasting a good uh, mineral water there. Tap water is just fine. Yeah, tap water is always fine. You yeah. you bottled water drinkers out there are just a bunch of weirdos. There's like we have the, some of the best water on the planet in this country, straight from the tap. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, not not in this area. It's all hard and scaly. Oh. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. yeah, same here, to be fair. Yeah. Oh. Like a drop of water turns like a, a, a nice coloured thing white. Like white. You get yep. white stain on it immediately. Yep. That's kind of like similar to what these kids are saying in the song, I guess. Yeah. Lots of white stains everywhere. I guess yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> they, okay. Right. Did, did they actually use the word coos in there? Like towards the end? Some of those last, last few lines. I swear I heard you say the word coos. Coos. No, it's who's. Who's? Who's, okay. yeah, not Who's. Okay, yeah. Oh, there are some oh, words now. Disgusting. There are some <laughs> words you just can't say, even in just regular conversation. In, mm. and, and that's just a side effect of pornography being free to everybody nowadays. Yeah. You can't say gag any- <laughs> I can't hear the word gag anymore and not think about something <laughs> yeah. terrible. I can't hear something say, like, swallow it. That's the same. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, there was some others. That, yeah, uh, okay. What the hell? In kids, pop kids, when they put in the phrase "make that pull out game weak," what are they talking about? <laughs> I because... assume pulling the water bottle out of a fridge, <laughs> or the water so. bottle out of your mouth because you just want to carry on drinking that water. Ah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> I assume there's a, uh, a very disturbing video to go along with. Yeah, I can't I even look that, at it. That would, that would make sense. <laughs> I can't look at it. I feel if I like if I watch that, I'll be on some kind of registration or something. But like before I know it, and I'll have the uh, police knocking on the door. I'm probably already on one, according to the girls at the playground. So I'll <laughs> <laughs> in that case, you can throwback. you can take one for the team. Then you can watch it, and you'll be fine. It'll just go on your list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, as soon as you look it up, there's just people going, "What the fuck is this song about?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, someone, I went to a kids' pop concert, and this is what happened. Popular rap songs versus kids' pop remixes. Oh, that's horrendous. I wonder if they've done stuff like... Straight, <laughs> do you reckon they've done a kids' pop straight out of Compton? <laughs> like kids' pop Old Town Road. Oh, God. Straight out of nursery or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> straight out of preschool. Trust, trust the police coming straight from the <laughs> Fantastic. Trust the police. <laughs> I miss my calling in life. I should be a kids pop writer. You should be. A, should yeah. Be. You need- I'm actually. I'm actually quite surprised. Like you. Um. Not not so much that you let her because it is I guess quite kid friendly. But you and Sarah are quite like progressive parents. I would say. I thought you just let her listen to, you know, anything. 
Like I, I thought you were going to say like she'd listen to Rage Against the Machine or something. I was like, yes, come on, Georgia, listen to some good music. Well, we do let her listen to whatever she wants to. That's why she listens to Kid Bop Kids. Yeah. We don't like yeah, we so are. we um whenever I go whenever we're out in the car at the moment, um, in my car is a Deftones playlist. So she listens to Deftones, mm. and then she loves. She does genuinely love Queens of the Stone Age. She loves Queen. So there are those bands there, but she also likes pop music and yeah. kids, pop kids. Okay. So she, um, her favorite, one of her favorite songs is "Scenario" by a Tribe Called Quest. So I'm teaching her the right yes. way as well. So yeah, but I didn't want to be. I, I found myself doing that once when she was listening to something, and then I had to sort of check myself because I thought no, because that's what my parents did to me. I enjoyed listening when I was a teenager. I enjoyed listening to. I'm trying, I'm trying to think now. Like LL Cool J or NWA or yeah. and my parents being the older white people were like, "Why are you listening to rap music?" And I was just like, "Well, because <laughs> I really enjoy it. It's re- I find it interesting and thought provoking and fun, and it's a different, it's a side of life I don't know about, and I'm interested to learn about these things because I didn't know anything about that kind of life and all that kind of stuff. So yeah." So yeah. when George wants to listen to Kids Bop Kids or something, I'm like, yeah, of course you can, it's fine. Because I don't want to be... Because mm. yeah. what'll happen is I'll just push it the other way then, and then she'll hate everything that, you know... Yeah, I guess so, yeah. So you just got to kind of blend them all if, together. If, if um, old school hip-hop is your thing, just so you know, on Spotify there's a playlist for The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan um, documentary that came out last year. It's full of absolute bangers. I wholly recommend it. I've been listening to that like on the way back and forth from work like for the last... I don't know, a month or so. It's incredible. I think that's. I think scenario by Tropical Quest is on there as well. Actually, now, now you've mentioned that. Yeah, I love that song so much. I do find. And, oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, go on. I was going to say, and for Freya, uh, you need to have a look at the uh, lullaby versions of rock songs. Oh, for example, yeah. the All the Small Things lullaby version uh, by Twinkle Twinkle Little Rock Star. Uh, where basically they uh, they take lots of famous rock songs, but they make them all like plinky plonky, like a nursery rhyme. Plinky plonk. That's the official line there. <laughs> that is plinky plonky. There's <laughs> literal plinks and or plonks. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> as weird as my um, kind of musical taste is, and I people say this all the time, but you know, like, oh, I actually have a really varied taste in music. I like heavy metal and soft rock. And you think, all right, <laughs> come on. I actually like Rage Against the Machine, but also I kind of enjoy Chris Rea. I think, okay, well, they're kind of the same thing, basically. But I am trying to get Georgia into classical and opera because I, like, I, I do like everything. So I'm trying to get into those two. So when she goes to bed, when, she's, when it's time to go to bed, sometimes she's struggling to sleep, I'll say, well, just put on some classical or some opera. And she'll say, yeah, but I don't enjoy that. I said, well, that's the point. It's just meant to be in yeah. the background. You're not meant to be singing along to it. Because when she puts Kids Bop Kids on, I know she's singing along to the songs, even if it's in her head, yeah. and it's not going to get her to sleep. So I do try and get her sometimes with classical music in the car as well. She'll just give me the stink eye. So I'll like, all right. <laughs> and I'll put some, <laughs> and I'll put something else on. Well, on, on the topic of music, I've been having a bit of a midlife crisis with music. I have been having a, a renaissance of late nineties, early noughties UK garage. Oh yes, I, I, saw, I saw this. You about yes, this. Yeah. great yeah. stuff. Great and stuff. It's amazing. It is so much fun. Like the the music quality and the fact that I recognise so many different <laughs> songs, and 
just the actual beats and the passion mm. behind them and how upbeat a lot of them are. Even if it's just some guy singing about how he, he's doing so wonderful and so good in his neighborhood. It, <laughs> it's great. I've been having a real, real blast going through Spotify, like all the different UK garage playlists. And, yeah, that was, uh, a, that was a good time. Oh, it, it was fantastic. Yeah, people like Craig yeah. David, Daniel Bedingfield. <laughs> uh, let, let me let me just have a look. Some of the classics I've added to my uh, playlist. Uh, DJ Look and MC Neat. I was about to say, some of my best memories of when my sister Laura first got her like her first car when she was 16, so I would have been like uh, 10, 11, and she had like a DJ like an MC Neat CD in that car, and we used to, like, every time she drove me that we listened to it, so I've got like proper good oh, memories yeah. of them. And like Mystique, because Mystique, Mystique were in that as yeah. well. Art yeah. Dodger, uh, MJ yes. Cole, B15 Project, DJ Pied Piper. Oh, yeah. Uh, architects. Ning Ning. <laughs> uh, oh, God. That has suddenly gone really uncool. <laughs> Sweet female attitude. Yeah. With that right. amazing song, Flowers. Absolute. Oh, so good. Banger. That is an absolute classic. If no, you've not heard that song, people, get it on your Spotify. Get it oh. on now. Sweet female attitude, Flowers. An amazing tune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've just been literally, like, whenever I've gone to pick up uh, Daisy from school. I've been like pulling up, like quite obese, generic dad look, <laughs> like beard that hasn't been trimmed or shaved properly in a while. So I've got like a little like next double accentuating my double chin. Tesco own brand polo shirt and flip flops. Pull up <laughs> at school with my prescription sunglasses <laughs> with the windows down in my my Renault Scenic. <laughs> <laughs> pulling up oh, the yes. parking and just like fucking bopping away <laughs> to DJ looking and see me. <laughs> oh god. You need a mate, you need a bucket hat for sure, just to really top off the oh, look. Oh my god. <laughs> you need a bucket hat. That'd be amazing. You need a bucket hat and some Kappa tracksuit pants. That's what you need. Oh I do. I <laughs> just, do. Just to round oh. out your look. <laughs> and oh, a big yes. you need to put a Peace. big bore exhaust on your car as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've I've just kind of given up with stuff at the moment and I'm just like just vibing with life and just letting whatever happens happen rather than, you, rather you than tr- looking you, after myself and eating well. <laughs> you need to trade in your Renault Scenic for a Nissan Skyline and really live the life. <laughs> or a Toyota Supra. Toyota Supra. No, my Scenic is my baby. He's got Shibata. <laughs> he, what's he is, yes. Yeah, can't get rid You're going to have to retire him after his bad hand injury. Yeah. Oh, it's a lovely car. I love my Shibata. Shibata's going to have a head-on collision with another with another car. Probably a gold car, I reckon. Benny is too to soon. Retire. Too soon, Benny. <laughs> he, he has he has had a collision with a van a couple of years ago. <laughs> Thankfully, didn't get written off. Unlike the previous Renault Scenic, which did get written off after a head-on collision with the side of a car. So I'm not very good at junctions, apparently. That's what I think <laughs> this is. We do have the evidence. So... Uh, well, no, this, this podcast is purely fiction, so yes. that might not be evidence. Good point. <laughs> Again, it's just satire. We're just doing satire. Exactly. Satire. Yeah. I don't even own a car. I do. It's I don't have a child. A Walkman solitaire to the front. A ghetto blaster. Yeah. <laughs> you, need like, you need like 17 size D batteries to power the bloody thing. Yeah. Now, the, the, other, the, the other artists I've been listening to... Do you guys remember the song U G L Y 
You ain't got no alibi. <sighs> you ugly. Yes, by Daphne yes. and Celeste. Daphne and Celeste. Oh, well done. Good Released one. recently, like in the past few years, a fantastic album. What? It's an album with like highly produced, kind of slightly experimental, dancey style, dance and pop style songs. And there's one particular one which I have to listen to every day because I enjoy it so, so much. They they are just completely different from the old Daphne and Celeste. They are, they've just been basically recruited by this producer who said, I've got all of these ideas for these songs, but I want you guys to sing them. And they've kind of reformed and gone, yeah, sure. And they're, they're fantastic. <laughs> they can like really sing and the music's done really well. And there's like bits where they go a cappella and stuff, and you can see actually you guys have got some good pipes on you. But yeah, out of all of the artists in the world, I never thought I would unironically listen to Daphne and, Daphne and Celeste and enjoy them. The thing is, though, when being older now, you're willing to give something like that a second chance because we remember Daphne and Celeste for those crappy pop songs, but. You would then think now, well, okay, I'll just listen to this for a laugh or maybe it'll be silly or something. We have to realise that people who break into the music industry normally can sing and they're happy to yeah. just do anything to get into the industry. If you ask yeah. Daphne and or Celeste, did you want to do those songs? They might say, well, no, they were fucking awful. But yeah. I was trying to make it into yeah. the music business, so I just thought, well, I'll just sing them because this is my only shot. It's like if you're an actor mm -hmm. and... You know, some actors are in films that aren't very good or... Well, if you've not worked as an actor for 18 months or something, you haven't got a job. You you don't you have an income. You, get, you have to take something. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, so it's like, I guess, you know, like joking about... We were talking about those um, asylum films the other week, but the actors and stuff, in like, they're actors and they want to work and you never know. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe somebody sees you in a different light or somebody who never gave you a chance thinks, well, actually, that guy's not bad in that. I'll give him a small part in this. And then it goes on from there and there and there. But it, I think it's harder in music because well, you just kind of get pigeonholed by these executives looking to make a quick book and then you kind of doomed then if you fail, aren't you? Yeah. Well, there was that thing uh, quite a few years back when like DVDs started becoming so popular, like cheap DVDs came out of old films. And what they would do is they would get like a film which starred a popular film actor, but it's one of their very first ones. So they've got like a bit part in it, or they, they don't really feature in it, or they do, and it's just a really shit low-budget film. And they would, like, basically, it would just be that actor's face <laughs> with the name of the film on, on it, and be like, Tom Hanks in this film. Or... I think th there was a big one. It was Adam Sandler, and he was on a cruise ship. And it was literally just a picture of Adam Sandler and the title, and that was it. And he's <laughs> in it for like five seconds. Isn't that but like they're a... not lying? <laughs> go on, mate. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I was going to say they're not lying. He's in the film. Yeah. Just he's not a featured actor. Yes, because they remarketed. Was it was Christian Bale? Was it Christian Bale? That was in the Golden Child. When he was like, he was, was like he? ten or something like that. He was in a film where he's where oh he's really no, young. he was in what is he it? was in? I think it was Steven Spielberg film in World War Two, isn't it? And he makes yes. friends with a boy Japanese soldier who but dies. He's, and... he's something like he's like eleven or twelve or something, I think, in it. Yeah, but they redid the marketing completely to be, and it said sort of Christian Bale, and I was thinking, 
don't remember Christian Bale being in this film, but he was like 12. <laughs> I was like, hang on a minute. He's just trying to pull a fast one here. Okay, he's in it, but, you know, it's not the Christian Bale yeah. that we know who likes to uh, shout at sound guys. <laughs> Empire of the Sun. That's it, thank you. Uh, produced by Steven Spielberg. Right, Christian Bale's in it, but you know who else is in it? John Malkovich, yeah. Miranda Richardson, <laughs> yeah. Nigel Havers, like some other really big names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just advertise it Christian Bale it's not like he's Batman although he was featured throughout the film the film is all about him essentially that is true and it's not it's not as bad as some of the ones you've said but they marketed it like you're getting actual Christian Bale not child Christian Bale and yeah. again to be fair maybe they should have done because you know you can't market Nigel Havers he never played the Dark Knight did he so you know what are you going to do <laughs> no, Leslie no, Phillips was in it though, so you could have marketed it for a very specific. <laughs> and ben Stiller was in it. <laughs> Shut up. No, Ben Stiller uh, is someone called Dainty. No way. Well, Joe I guess. Pantoliano, who I only remember from The Matrix and Bad Boys, uh, Memento. But he's in. But he plays the captain in Bad Boys as well. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, it's directed by Steven Spielberg. It was written by Tom Stoppard. <laughs> this film's this taken is, on all new levels. This is a goldmine. Like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. for, just to advertise it as being... Oh, it's a Christian Bale film. I need to Empire find the of the Sun kicked off so many careers. <laughs> it's like Seinfeld. The most, like, like, the most egregious like recent one of these I can think of, which really, really annoyed me, was... Um, the sequel to the Kingsman uh, film, the one um, which supposedly was supposed to star Channing Tatum when he was at like the height of his powers. He's in a coma for the whole fucking film. Yeah. It annoyed me so much. <laughs> <laughs> like all, he's in all the adverts, all, all the all like all the promotional material. Like he's in like the first scene where he gets knocked out. And he doesn't come back to like the end of the film. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, instead, they, didn't they have? Uh, was it uh, the Mandalorian the guy played the Mandalorian in it instead? Yeah, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. That's it. Yeah, God, yeah. I cannot cannot wait for him to be playing Joel in in the new the new show coming forward for that video game, The Last of, Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a God, great. That is why great can marketing. I not remember the name of that fucking game, <laughs> but yeah, that that's uh, in production at the moment. Yeah, and it it's supposed to be one of the most expensive shows that HBO has ever done. Like more expensive than some episodes of Game of Thrones. Jeez, um, no way. Yeah, eight figures for some episodes. Damn. Do you know they're making um they're making a Resident Evil TV show as well? Yeah, yeah, they they done so many like animated shows though yeah they have i don't yeah. know if it would link to those at all i was gonna say because so... the movies were so good the resident evil movies yeah making it right shut up Re- the first resident evil movie was fucking fantastic yeah i agree it's I loved everything it. It was excellent. else that came after it <laughs> it's just garbage oh oh my god i've got to recommend the film holy shit i would never right, normally i'd never normally crazily do this but i i kind of feel that this film should get more love than it gets I don't know if you guys watched it or not, but Crawl is on Netflix at the moment. It is. I it was have watched it. Fucking, I love that film so much. Quick synopsis is basically a, a, a girl who's a, a swimmer on her team goes down to Florida. I think she's, it's Florida or Carolina, and she thinks her dad's kind of kind of trapped down there during a storm, and you know, like he needs help. So she goes down to get him. 
she kind of goes past the authorities illegally to get to him to try and help him and then she finds him of knocked out and having troubles in their basement and then when she gets down there she realizes that there's an alligator down there and then the storm That's gets right. worse I remember hearing about yeah the storm, the storm gets worse and worse and worse and basically the whole town floods meaning now the alligators can kind of roam free I fuck I watched it I watched it thinking it would be shit I watched it thinking <clears> it would be mega shark versus giant octopus or just some kind of hammy piece of crap it's played serious and it's fucking yeah. excellent I love mm. this film so much and it doesn't get enough recognition as far as I'm concerned and I think that the reason I really enjoyed it was because in the film I believed the decisions every character, the main two characters made. I believed those decisions, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, it's a smart yeah. thing to do. There's yeah. like violence in it. There's good action set pieces. The sets are all good. I like the direction, and I can't believe I didn't get more love. But yeah, watch it on uh, Netflix right now. Crawl. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, it's it's such a good film. It's one of the only films I've seen since uh, Lady in Black that's actually made me go, oh shit. With a jump scare. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like, Lady in Black was... It, that was years ago. That's how long it's been. And I, I like horror films, and I like spooky stuff like that. And I just did not expect it. I expected it to be some gore and to be some attacks, but I, I was so tense all the way through. It's such a good film. Did you watch... Ads, did you watch um, Haunting of Hill House, then? Oh, yeah. Not like, that, that made me feel unsettled. Did it, like, did you know uh, the scene in the car... Where the, the oh, two girls are driving. Yeah, the famous jump scare. Yeah, mate. That, I nearly threw my food everywhere. I jumped. Oh my god, I jumped <laughs> so hard at that scene. Oh my god, like my ass left the couch. It was that bad. <laughs> I was, oh my god. No, gosh. I think I think because I was watching it with my ex, so she like took the jump scare for us. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was very much like, oh, all right, all right, calm down. But inside, I was like. Oh, that was scary, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that was so <laughs> scary. Oh, my God, I can't believe the segues we've got this week. Did you... I I put this on Twitter, Facebook or Twitter or something, but they're renaming shark attacks as negative encounters with a shark. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I can see why they're doing it. Yeah, I agree. Because they're so infrequent, sharks don't usually attack people. That yeah. There's usually a reason for it. And there, there are potentials for people to have positive encounters with sharks. Yeah, exactly. Sharks are given a bad name. That's, that's, what, that's day, what's going though, on here. The shark is attacking a person, so it is a shark attack. But I so feel why as, change the name? Because I, I feel as though we're going into their domain, so we're trespassing. That's what, exactly what I was going to say. So yeah. they have every right to be pissed off. If I came home... Mm-hmm. And there was a shark sat on my couch, chatting up my wife and eating my biscuits. I'd go after him. <laughs> and I'd be like, hang on a minute, this is bullshit. And that would be a negative encounter with Daniel for the shark. <laughs> I was looking forward to that custard cream shark. Yeah, you son of a bitch. You've got my hobnobs. I was going to take the digestives. <laughs> bearing in mind in this scenario, I'm not annoyed. Get out of my house. Yeah, bearing in mind in this scenario, I'm not annoyed that he's chatting up my wife. I'm annoyed that he's eating my biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I think shark attack implies that they're just waiting for us to get in there so they can get us. They're yeah. not. We're just pissing them off by fucking invading well, their space. Do we, call, do we rename dog attacks then? They say your dog attacked me. So I had a very negative encounter with your dog. I'm <laughs> going to give your dog a poor review on uh, on Yelp. <laughs> Literally on Yelp. I'm writing a very strongly worded email to your manager, dog. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I feel like kind disregards. I feel like dog attack is right though because you can't. You should be able to control a dog. Yeah. You know, if you're a dog owner, you should know that your dog is either you know maybe not good around people or it can be a bit sketchy. So maybe keep it on its lead or maybe it has to have a muzzle or something. I don't know, but a shark is a wild animal. It's not the shark's fault. It doesn't sit there waiting for people to jump into the water. You're just kind of encroaching and like, well, yeah, I'm hungry, so I need to eat. So it's going to eat. Benny, are you at risk of further negative encounters with panic, do you think? Well, where we are, um, negative encounters with a shark aren't really a thing. It's more negative encounters with jellyfish is the uh, big issue around here. Because they are the absolute twats of the sea, jellyfish are, and they seem to gather quite a lot in the soft beach. And uh, there's always it's always a big deal when one comes close to the uh, comes close to the shore. Everyone seems to gather around it and try to poke at it with uh, with sticks and whatnot. So you know, sharks aren't really an issue here, but yeah, jellyfish are the big ones. Fuck jellyfish! Why do we do we need them? Benny, you completely misheard me. <laughs> I did miss it. I I was just carrying on the thing. You said no. I heard um, no. every had negative negative uh, negative encounters with, with, and then I heard that. That's all I heard. No negative encounters with panic. Because you have had panic attacks, so ah, do we need uh, to uh, rename a panic attack? As one negative encounters with panic, negative encounters with my brain. More like <laughs> now, you know what? Joking aside, that maybe would take away some of the stigma, wouldn't it? Because if you're <laughs> meant to be, true. if you're meant to be this kind of tough, oh, I'm a guy, I don't fucking get upset, blah, blah, blah. You might be too scared to say, I had a panic attack, because maybe you feel threatened and a bit kind of not masculine enough to take the panic. Whereas if you say, mm. I had a negative encounter with some panic, you know, you're kind of then saying, well, it wasn't terrible, but I didn't like it. So I th- that's not, mate, Adam, joking aside, that is not a bad idea. I think you should petition for that. No, in, in all seriousness, no. No, don't rename it. It is a shark attack. You've been attacked by a shark. It's like being attacked by a tiger or attacked by a wolf or a snake or any other wild animal. It doesn't matter if you're in their domain or not. You've been attacked by one. Like if a dolphin came up and like slapped you in the face with its fin. That's a dolphin <laughs> attack. It's not a negative encounter with a dolphin. That, sound, that sounds more like a dolphin challenging you to a duel than attacking you, really. <laughs> They've got like a white coffin. Sir, you have, you have besmirched my honour. No, no, yeah, Benny's right. That's a dolphin besmirching. That's not a do- negative encounter or a dolphin attack. A I challenge you to pistols at dawn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just walks up, just walks up to you with like a gun strapped to its blowhole, and just like uh, uses that to shoot it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! No, no, don't don't rename it. Someone draw that. Because if you're like Hunter in the Coast Guard, because your husband only has now one leg and is slowly <laughs> bleeding out on, a, on half a surfboard, you don't say, oh yeah, we just had a negative encounter with a shark. He's nearly dead. My husband, please come save him. Yeah, I like that you're on you're on half a surfboard, basically missing you know parts of your limbs, and you're trying to say and you're trying to like say to the lifeguard, oh, what's the phrase again? I've been attacked. No, yeah. I can't say that, no. can I? Hang on a minute. It was yeah, um, a shark. Will hang up on you. Yeah, <laughs> the shark was annoyed at me. No, that's not right either. <laughs> the shark caught me trespassing in its domain. Yeah. I had suffered the consequences. <laughs> I was eating the shark's bistics. You had every right to be pissed off with me. <laughs> he was saving those hobnobs for a special occasion. Yeah. <laughs> he had a cup of tea waiting, and he wanted to dip him. 
don't even it's... know why. It just tastes like salt and misery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is the Sharks cheat day on Saturday? He's been working out all week for this. <laughs> He's furious. <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> oh, God. So I've got great news uh, for, for me and my ears. Oh, good. Uh, my my neighbours who play the bagpipes moved out yesterday. Oh, fantastic. Oh, so pleased. <laughs> I no longer have to walk around on eggshells and like fear and knock at the door from these miserable old gits thinking my dog is too loud or I've walked up and down <laughs> the steps too hard. Oh, so much it's a good relief. I, I don't know who the new neighbours will be. I've not seen them yet, but yes, go me. And I'll soon be moving out, so I'll have even more new neighbours. I can't wait for you to move next door to the bagpipe neighbours again. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Hunting them down. Just follow them across Lincoln. Yeah. You can spend was... like, the, uh, the money I got on like uh, an accordion uh, and like, some kids' <laughs> drum sets, one each. <laughs> A slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Sideshow Adam over here. Yeah. Back back when my elder kids' mum and I kind of first separated, so it's about a year or two afterwards. Uh, and I still wanted to like piss off a little bit, not not drastically, not because I didn't like her or anything, just because it would be funny. Is I got a like a pack of mouth organs. <laughs> so not just one. There's about eight. <laughs> kid-sized mouth organs and every time the kids went off on a weekend back to the mums they would take a mouth organ for with fuck's them. sake <laughs> and every weekend they would come they'd go and they'd take off a new one because they'd come to me and go oh mummy took my mouth organ away and I'd be like I got you another one here you go and they're like yay <laughs> Best. <laughs> I'm absolutely here for your pettiness. I applaud it. Uh, I love it so much. I love it so. That's the kind of thing I do. That's the kind of thing I do. I'm nowhere near above that. Were Were you ever tempted to strap all um, eight mouth organs together to amplify no. the mouth organ sound and try and shatter the windows? Because that's what God. I would have done. Mecha mouth how, organ. How How would you do that though? Would you do it like <laughs> a two by two by two by two, like going outwards, <laughs> like like a, a human caterpillar? Uh, or human centipede human caterpillar <laughs> that's the asylum version <laughs> the human caterpillar the oh human my god ca- the very human caterpillar <laughs> some guy who works for asylum has just gone oh shit he's right oh look at that one the human caterpillar yeah Eric Carl's dead now the copyright's up for grabs yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I was th- I was thinking more in terms of the um, episode of The Simpsons where Bart straps like a bunch of megaphones together, yeah, causes a shockwave which destroy- yeah. destroys the whole city. I think you could do that with some uh, mouth organ. Oh, that would be glorious! I, I do actually have a vintage mouth organ from it must be from like the forties, I think nineteen forties. It used to be my granddad's, and it was one he used to play to woo my grandmother oh. on the train, apparently. <laughs> So I have one, and it's a chromatic, uh, chromatic, I think is the right term, but it's one that's actually got a little like button where you push it in, and it changes the holes so you can oh, do okay. different oh, wow. kind of chords and stuff. It's such a cool piece of kit. Wow. It's like in this huge good. long box. It's like, it feels like it's foot long. It isn't. I, I've never learned how to play the mouth organ. I should have done when I had a dirge of mouth organs in my house. But, yeah. uh, now, 
I've just got this vintage one, and I don't fancy blowing into it. Picking up my dead grandfather's <laughs> phlegm dust. <laughs> yeah, lots, lots of fluids gone into that mouth organ. Yeah. <laughs> I, will say as, I will say as well that we keep saying mouth organ, and it just sounds like a kid's bop kid's lyric replacement to me. <laughs> That's all I keep thinking. And like I said, there's some words you just can't say anymore. Mouth organ, no, that just means penis. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's to the window, means. to the walls, to the sweat rinse down my mouth organ. <laughs> <laughs> to the window, to the walls, to all the sweat kind of pools at the bottom there, like a little smelly bit. It's weird, that, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Adam, do we have a, a question for this week, please, good sir? Oh, we do. We do. We get, we, we've had a laugh today, so we're going to do something a bit more serious. Uh, and good, it's one good. that I think is probably a, a good viewpoint for us to go into. So this is from a, a mum who's posted this on Quora. Why is my son a daddy's boy while other boys are more attached to their mums? It really hurts me. How can I reverse it? Hmm, that's interesting. I think, I mean, in my opinion, the the right answer is I would just be grateful that the kid is attached to one of the parents. Because then yes. that to me is, you know, there are some kids who feel detached from kind of both their parents, which I guess I, I did at, at very different stages of my life. I just felt like, I've said this before and I'll say it again on here for the world to hear, but... If on his deathbed my dad said you were kind of adopted, I'd be like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> like I knew it. <laughs> because I never felt I kind of I felt protective over my mum. I think because my dad left when I was young, but I, I never had that kind of feeling like my parents were there if I needed them or always at the end of the phone mm. or I don't know. And I was kind of concerned when we had Georgia that that maybe a thing or like maybe it's an only child thing or something like that i don't know and i just thought i just hope she's attached to one of us and that she feels as though she can at least tell one of us if there's a problem because that's been yeah. my that's my whole thing the whole mm. time is i just don't want you to ever keep secrets whatever it is if, however bad you think it might be just tell me and i can help you kind of thing yeah yeah so, and it wouldn't matter to me if it was me or her mum i think if the if the father and the son are like both mad into football or something and they go to sporting events a lot or do lots of things like that, then, yeah, the, the son's going to be more yeah. attached to the dad, isn't he? It's, you know, it's just one yeah. of those things. I don't think it's, I don't know. I don't think it's anything to be feared or anything to worry about. I would certainly not try and reverse mm. it. Because if you try and reverse it, then there's a chance that the kid might end up hating you even, like, not that they'd hate her now, but the kid might hate you because of that. That you're trying to then kind of, that'd be weird if you're trying to, like, steal away the kid from the other parent if you're together. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you'll be. I, I think you'll be in very like level-headed and like sensible about this. Um, if it were me, I'd be launching a systematic smear campaign of, of <laughs> about the other parent just to win the favor of the child because I need to win. As as I mentioned, like on a very earlier episode, like I need to win at everything. So yeah, that's true. Um, I would. Yeah. I, I mean, in some cases, you need to play dirty, and I think this is one of them. You, know, yeah. you need to you need to smear, um, besmirch, defame. All these things on on your opponent, i.e., the father, to win the favour of the child. There you go. That is my <laughs> advice. Thank you very much. Well, so she goes up to her son and says, uh, "So you you went camping with your dad uh, the other week. Uh, you found it all right, but my dad spoke to me about it. He said 
He had a negative encounter with a gay lord. I'm <laughs> 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 not sure what he meant by that. But... And there's only you was two there. there? So that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think the key phrase here in the question is, it really hurts me. I think she, the mum is obviously seeing this stereotype and seeing that that stereotype doesn't exist in her relationship with her son and is taking that as a negative against her. Whereas, and like you said, Dan, it, it isn't necessarily. It's a, the fact that this kid has a more positive relationship with their dad. It doesn't mean they don't have a positive relationship and don't love their mum and enjoy spending time with her. I think the key thing here is, as a parent, regardless of whether you're together or you're co-parenting, is to have that open and frank discussion and just say, look, I've noticed this. It is upsetting me, and I realise that may be completely ridiculous. What can we do together to help improve things? Because I've had similar. I've had similar where I, my elder kids have reached that age now where they'd rather spend time with their mum at home to them uh, on, on the weekends, and I see them less frequently now. And when that first happened, it upset me. It was like, oh, God, did it just really dislike spending time with me and it was like there's a little bit of that and there was also a little bit of actually no they're just they're old they want their independence they they just want that comfort of staying at home on the weekend because they're exhausted at being at school all week it's like okay i can understand that what can we do to improve things so that they do enjoy spending time here so they do look forward to their time when they have it with me and that's worked out well so it's just married having that open and frank discussion and being, uh, as well, willing to accept criticism and potential negative stuff that you've been doing, which is, uh, as I've talked to you guys about that, that's something I've always worried about and have listened to in the past and uh, have changed things accordingly. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, um, excuse me, I think parents can sometimes get too locked into that kind of, it's a competition or... Especially, like I say, especially if they're separated. And, well, I guess even when parents are together, it can still feel that way sometimes. That, yeah. But I always, I always feel that kids will probably have one parent they are more akin to than the other. And I think sometimes it can be if a child and a parent are similar, then they will kind of repel because they see each other in it and they will never kind of see the, the other person's side because they're too similar. And I think if you're a little bit different... Then I think that helps a bit more, but again, like like I said, it's not. You just want your kids to be healthy and happy, and that's that's all you need. It, you know, I don't think it's not a front to one parent if the other kid prefers the other parent a bit more. Because if they do, like I said, if they do all those things together, then they're going to form a bigger bond. And exactly. you know, sometimes you have to sometimes you have to swallow your pride and do things you don't. Well, a lot of the time as a parent, you have to do things you don't enjoy for the good of your kids. And if your kid involve, if your kid wants to go camping or something, but you hate the idea of camping, well, you know, if you want your kid to feel more connected to you, then suck up and go camping, kind of thing, and kind of spend that time yeah. with them. So, all right, great, well, a great end to great uh, yeah, wise words to end the show. Good stuff. Yeah. There we go. Thank you, everybody, boys. Anything from you? No. Uh, enjoy the upcoming break. Do, do we have break news to to tell everyone? Maybe break news. I won't be here next week. 
That's the uh, so I'm not sure. I will leave it in the capable hands of Adam and Benny to decide what they want to do. If you want to see if there's anything going on or any changes to the schedule, I know Adam and Benny talked about doing a live three men and their babies on Twitch or something because it'd be kind of fun uh, to do while I'm not hearing yeah. stuff. Just head over to our Twitter and see if they can. Um, you know, there might be an update on there. Or head yes. over to Adam's Twitch as well, which is uh, which is your Twitch, Adam? Uh, it's twitch.tv forward slash Dekler. D-W-E-K-L-E-R. Do follow along on that. Just click the follow button. Make sure notifications are active and you will be notified whenever I go live or we as a group go live. For regularly scheduled programming, we'll be back after next week. So, uh, there yes. you go. Anything for you, Benny? Fantastic. Uh, just one quick little thing. Uh, I just want to give a quick little shout out to Yanis Antetokounmpo. Like the, one of the nicest guys in sports who just won the uh, the NBA Finals with the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm yeah, like, shout out like, to the. I don't know what uh, it is about him, but he just like he always comes across as such a like, cool dude, and I'm really happy that he he won. And like he's like the third guy in history to win like league MVP, defensive player of the year, and Finals MVP. Like only like Michael Jordan and oh, I'm gonna k- kick myself for not forgetting the other guy's name, but yeah, one of three guys who's ever won that. He's come from like a really interesting background, and I'm really like pleased for him that he's had such a good, not just career, but a good couple of years. He's won MVP two years in a row. So I know, yeah, we can claim Yanis as one of our own because he's uh, he's Greek, so we can take him as a Euro. It feels like it feels like we've won the NBA title, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've won. Oh my god! Yeah, we've I've won, won the NBA title. Yeah, I did it myself. We won it. Coming home. It's coming. <laughs> Basketball's coming home. Okay, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. See you later. Bye-bye.